0: Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. If you have ever struggled with the concept of forgiveness, you're not alone. There's a lot of people right now struggling with post-pandemic forgiveness. How do we move on after three years of tyranny and the threat that it might happen again? I'm gonna answer a listener question today uh, and we're gonna talk about it. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys would join me today here at the intersection of faith and culture. Welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. I'm going to jump right into this because I frankly was really, uh, I identified so much with this question that came in from Maggie in Tacoma. And in fact, I just came back from North Carolina. I was there to speak for a women's conference And I'm leaving again this morning for North Carolina. Again, I'll be speaking for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association's Leadership Summit in Asheville. And what that means for me is a whole lot of time in airplanes and airports. And I was telling uh, Melissa as we were traveling this last weekend, I really am struggling with people who are continuing to wear the mask, even though the science doesn't back back it up. Uh, You know, people who are just completely living in fear, and I'd like to be uh, compassionate. (laughs) I want to look at these people and go, man, that is a bummer. It must be really, uh, it must be terrible to live with that kind of fear. But what I'm discovering is that instead, I'm really struggling with anger, and I'm struggling with unforgiveness. And if that's you, you're not alone. I've been getting a lot of questions. Maggie in Tacoma wrote in. And she said, Dear Heidi, I have a question about your perspective on post-pandemic forgiveness. My husband is in the military and is one of the few service members who resisted the COVID vaccine mandates. When he applied for a religious exemption, our pastor refused to sign a letter of support. Oh, man, oh, man Maggie. I was stunned as our pastor had never betrayed us before. As a result of refusing the jab, my husband faced horrendous persecution in the military for nearly two years until the mandate was dropped. I am still so angry at the military, our church leaders, and friends who turned on us. I know that God asked us forgive, but I don't know how to genuinely forgive the evil that was done toward the unvaccinated. I'm particularly struggling to forgive the pastor, who was our friend. Well, Maggie, first of all, can I just tell you, you know, my heart goes out to you and I think as we move into this next season and we're hearing you know people in the the administration and the CDC and they're talking about how the the all the vaccines that you ever got in the in the past aren't going to work at all I heard the mayor of New York or the governor rather of New York talking to her people about how it didn't matter if they'd gotten a vaccine. And a vaccine booster, they were going to have to do it again because they just are null and void now. I guess it's kind of like every year you get a flu shot and, you, and you're kind of shooting into the wind hoping that it works. And there were a lot of people, you're not alone, who lost their jobs, who were persecuted, yelled at. I mean, they basically treated the unvaccinated like lepers. We saw people get on the news and say this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Thank you, Joe Biden for that. And a lot of us, you know, yelled at in grocery stores, I, I was telling my husband, uh, when I go to the airport now, uh, I have, I feel like I legit have PTSD from being yelled at and screamed at. I mean, you just took, you know, I took my mask down for, uh, and put it underneath my chin, standing in line in the Portland airport, and some lady behind me just lost her ever love and mind. That's what fear does. And I think we're going to have to be This is a season now where we're going to have to lean into what the Bible says. What do we know about forgiveness? We know that God doesn't want us to live in a state of unforgiveness. And it helps me, and I hope, Maggie, this helps you a little bit too, when I think about the things that God has forgiven of me. And it's a lot. You know, first of all, he's forgiven me of my sin, of which I did not deserve and did not earn. You know, the Bible says that God forgave us while we were still shaking our fist in the face of our creator. He sent his son while we are still sinners, while we were still in open rebellion against God. He sent his son, his one and only son, to die on our behalf, to die for our sin. And I think that's probably the good, probably the best place to start. God not only forgives us, but he banishes the thought of our sin. He banishes the thought of our sin. He's not waiting to bring it back up the next time we do something wrong. And so according to God's word, we should do the same thing when we forgive other people. And this is going to be a challenge. I mean, I think you probably are going to have to go talk to your pastor. And if you can't let it go, I mean, I think you can forgive, but if you can't, you know, there are some things that happen in relationships. We're just human beings that really are deal breakers. And, Given what you guys have been through, it may end up being that that's a deal breaker and you guys just end up having to go your separate ways and you go to a different church because now what the situation is, you don't trust him anymore. That's the bottom line, right? You thought this guy was your friend. You thought he'd have your back and he didn't. And I think it has less to do with the fact that he's your pastor. I mean, the, his position of authority was injurious for sure, but it's the loss of the friendship that is... Uh, That's really, it sounds to me, that's what's breaking your heart. And so sometimes, I mean, you can forgive someone and not be in relationship with them. I think that's an important thing to note. There are lots of relationships that we come into in our lives that don't go the distance for our whole lives for whatever reason. And sometimes you you have to make a decision for your own mental and emotional well-being. Say, you know, hey, maybe this isn't the right relationship for this season in my life. And I think, unfortunately, that's happening a lot right now because you're not alone in this. But we know that as believers, God doesn't want us to live in unforgiveness. Psalm 103 verse 11 says, for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. We know because the Bible teaches us that we are to be imitators of Christ and and Christ forgave us. And so we are to be imitating him. And really we learned this in in COVID and I think a lot of us will probably never be the same from it. Uh we learned that people can get angry over toilet paper. We saw riots break out, right? Uh in cities and downtown uh, suburban areas where people were you know freaking out. This is what fear does, right? You heard me say this before. The Bible says that God didn't give us that spirit of fear. The fear is not from the Lord. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And when we embrace a spirit of fear, we lose the power, we lose the love, and we lose the soundness of mind. And I think in this case, the forgiveness is gonna be hard to achieve, but it's not impossible. And people often forgive imperfectly, right? Uh, Many times we say that we've forgiven someone and then we see them again at the grocery store Or we realize we saw that person, you know, at the homeschool co-op or whatever, and we're still keeping a mental list, either consciously or unconsciously. You know, it takes a while after you've been injured before you can see the person in a social setting and not have your heart race and want to, you know, duck behind the the next hallway or whatever it is. And that person's wrongdoings uh, can hang out with us for a really long time. That's why I'm saying I think it's important that you make the effort you know, ask the Lord to help you forgive your pastor in this case. I mean, obviously, this is your husband's employer, so I don't know what you do about that. Um, but sometimes distance really does help. And I do think eventually this isn't going to be so hard, but right now it's pretty hard. It's, it's hard for me, and I didn't, I didn't have the situation that you had. So I, I can understand. It's important that we learn to forgive also for our own sake. You know, you've heard it said that unforgiveness is like me drinking poison and expecting the person that I'm angry at to die. That's unforgiveness. And the Bible warns us against that, against that so that bitterness doesn't get a foothold in our life. If you've ever met, you know, an angry, bitter woman or an angry, bitter man The older they get, the uglier they get. People don't want to be around them. It's like your life revolves around this injury that you sustained at the hands of another person or this emotional issue that you can't let go of. But the Bible warns us against that. Hebrews 12, verse 14 and 15 says, look out for each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous writ of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many see when we refuse to forgive when we hold on to pain or in this case injustice i mean that's really what it feels like right Uh, i think that's been my frustration i have a very strong sense of justice you know of right and wrong and this feels very wrong to me and it hasn't been corrected yet and that's part of the the issue we're having a hard time with forgiveness because we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for the mandates to come back, waiting to see if they're going to start screaming at us in the grocery store again. So it's not a situation that is necessarily, unfortunately, over. It wasn't a one and done. There's a good chance that uh, we're going to be living through this again. A recent study reveals that 33% of college students prefer to live in a socialist system of government rather than a capitalist one. We clearly need a course that challenges today's high school students to think about whether the founding ideals of this country are worth preserving and then inspires them to act upon their conclusion. Introducing American Civics, a 30 week high school course written by gifted constitutional attorney Michael Ferris. In American Civics, Mr. Ferris will guide your student to a deeper understanding of America's founding principles the mechanics of government and lawmaking, and the constitution that makes our system of government possible. If you want to help preserve freedom in America, enroll your student in this 30-week full-credit self-directed course at Lumen.com and use the coupon code Heidi for 10% off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-N.com. And so even more important to make sure that bitterness doesn't take root in your heart, because what happens is it poisons you, right? It poisons our spiritual life. It poisons our attitude toward other people. And we can end up being the opposite of the person that we know that God wants us to be, right? Forgiveness is good for the people that we forgive, but it's even better for ours, for our own heart and for our own sake. When we forgive, we prevent bitterness from taking root in our, in our heart and in our lives. And it'll, it reminds us that we are just as capable, and we've seen this now, right? I think the, the great sorrow for me was realizing how our churches and our pastors in particular lacked discernment and lacked political will, to do and by political I don't mean political like republican and democrat I mean the political will so like maybe it's the the political will of a of an entire church or maybe it's the the uh, the pastors or the elder board or whatever it is they lacked the will to do the research and make a decision that was right and best for the people and and listen I understood like you know the first 2 weeks whatever 2 weeks to flatten the curve everybody got that But a lot of us, myself included, you know, I lost almost an entire year's worth or maybe even more of regular income because I speak for a living and I'm out on the road. Right. And then not to mention the airports were terrible. And I heard stories as I was running for Congress of family after family after family that lost their job, that had family members committing suicide. People were getting, uh, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol, depression set, uh, set in. We have a lot to work through. And so I think it's worthy it's a worthy conversation to have that we recognize yeah this hap- this was this is really hard. And so Maggie I'm going to be praying for you. Colossians 3 says that we are to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends us. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. This is not a suggestion. It's an issue of obedience. We are called to forgiveness. And this requires allowing other people to be imperfect, allowing other people to make mistakes, even allowing other people to sin against us. And while we, you know, my husband said something to me a long time ago, because we've sort of lived our entire married lives in a fishbowl. First, he was in a Christian band and they used to open for Petra and did all kinds of fun things. So when we were first married, my husband had this, you know, this kind of interesting and fun platform, but it also put us out there in the, in the public eye, while we were very young, married. And then he became a pastor, and then we were in a different kind of a fishbowl. And then I started writing for a living, and then we were in a different kind of a fishbowl. And over the years, just like I, I would imagine, uh, every person listening to this show, over the years, we discovered that god's people are not perfect just like i'm not perfect and you can really be injured and my husband would say to me well heidi we just learned something right you tuck it away that person that lost their temper at you that goes to your church or the thing that your pastor said to you or whatever it was i mean honestly maggie your your problem is more complicated than the example that i'm giving but what my husband was trying to tell me is when we learn something about other people we need to forgive them god actually requires it it's not a it's not a suggestion it's a requirement it's a it's an obedience issue at the same time we want to remember keep in mind okay now we're going to tuck this this little nugget away so we know we just learned something about that person i mean we learned something about how our government feels about our freedom in the midst of the uh, of the rona we we learned that uh, they don't value freedom like we do we learn that our neighbors have different ideas than we do, and so we're going to have to learn to be forgiving in a different way. And you know what, Maggie? I'm going to be praying for you, and you maybe could pray for me. <laughs> I really, uh, your your question resonated with me because, like I said, you know, uh, I'm in an airport right now. As you guys are hearing this show, I am on my way from Portland to Asheville, so we've got a nonstop flight. I think from Portland to Atlanta, and. I really, if somebody sits down next to me and they're masked up and gloved up, I just feel like I can hardly breathe. I don't like to, I don't like to make eye contact anymore. Normally I'm really friendly on airplanes, but we lost a lot in COVID. And I think a lot of what we lost has to do with relationships. And so where do we turn? We always go back to what God says. If anybody had a reason not to forgive, it would be Jesus. Right? The Bible says he was beaten and bruised for our transgressions. That he was scorned for our sin. And God says, Jesus looked on them and said, Father, forgive them because I don't know what they're doing. And I do think that you can apply that in this situation. I think fear has an incredible power. And it has the power to make us act irrationally. It has the power to um, uh, pull from, you know, from the depths of our insecurity You know, the worst of us comes out when we're afraid. And that was the legacy of the scamdemic. That was the legacy of how people treated each other, how the government treated us. I remember talking to my friend Rick Green. Uh, You know, he's Mr. Patriot Academy. And he and I would exchange, you know, COVID stories because he was flying a lot like I was. And it was difficult. You know, we're normally really just peaceful and, you know, friendly and know the flight attendants and all this thing, but it turned us against each other. And we have to do everything we can to not let that root take place. You guys, we're facing an awful lot of stuff right now. And the last thing we need is to compound it with an unwillingness to forgive. This is not the heart of God. It's not what he wants for us. And we need to make sure that we're listening for the Lord in the face of all of these things. I, I hope that, uh, well, I hope we don't go back to where we were. But more than that, I hope that churches stand up. And I hope we begin to love each other the way that we're supposed to. And that means that even when we have differences of opinion, that means if we don't um, agree on things politically, uh, even if you don't agree on something that is what we would consider an essential to the Christian faith, or like for me, a deal breaker in voting is the abortion issue. You you tell me that you don't care about the unborn, I'm not interested in your economic plan, right? If If you're willing to injure the least of these, then I don't wanna hear about your policies on the border or anything else, that's a deal breaker, but it doesn't need to be a relationship breaker. We can still treat each other with dignity and civility, and it's really been missing in the culture, particularly in the last several years. Um, To that end, we launched Firmly Planted Action on Monday night of this week. Really exciting uh, opportunity for Firmly Planted to found a 501c4 that is really aimed at seeing a return to the citizen statesman. You guys have heard me talk about this before at the show, but we want to see um, an active and engaged citizenry, because, The culture is in desperate need to see a return to civility, to see a return to the citizen statesman. And honestly, uh, Maggie, you have an opportunity to be salt and light right now. So I'm going to encourage you, like I'm encouraging everyone who's listening, don't hang on to this stuff. Take the pain that has been caused and allow the Lord to use it for good. God's word says that he'll do that. What Satan means for evil, God will use for good. I would love for you guys to get involved with Firmly Planted Action. We're going to be working to explain uh, legislation, proposed legislation, initiatives, referendums, and examine candidates so the public can make a truly informed decision on Election Day. If you would like to get involved, you can go to firmlyplantedaction.com and uh, you can become a member, and that membership is really going to help us uh, do the research that we need you guys heard me read uh, from Jeremiah 29 last week, but I'm going to close with it today because I think it's important, even in the conversation that we're having about post-pandemic forgiveness. Where do we go from here? God would have you. If you see a need, you guys fill it. If you if you see that something is wrong, you can be the change that you want to see in the world. This is your opportunity to get off the bench, to get onto the battlefield, to to um, decide that you're going to do more than just complain. You're going to actually be the salt and light that we need to see in the community right now. Jeremiah 29 verse 7, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you to exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. And that's true whether you're talking about the United States military, or you're talking about a school, or you're talking about a hospital. Its welfare will determine your welfare. Work for what you know is right. Now is the time. Uh, to stand up against these mandates. Now's the time to say this can never happen again. We don't want to get back into a place where uh, we got our backs up against a wall again. We want to step out ahead with courage and conviction and the love of Christ and do what we know is honorable and pleasing before the Lord. So I really appreciate you guys writing in lots of questions. I'm going to come back tomorrow and address a question from a listener I thought was pretty interesting uh on discernment a listener from winnipeg manitoba asking what i think about um, growing kids god's way and i actually have quite a bit to say about that and so i'll come back we'll talk a little bit about parenting tomorrow and i appreciate you guys listening to the show as i said before i am in Asheville, north carolina right now for the homeschool legal defense association's annual leadership summit so we appreciate your prayers for uh, traveling and just safety for our families. There's a lot of people heading out to that this week. Also, I'd love it if you leave reviews for the show. You can hop on over to iTunes and do that. All of those reviews help boost the show and its ratings. And actually, we would love to see you become active on Spotify. Uh, and start leaving reviews there. You can leave questions and they'll come directly to us. It goes through the Spotify app. It's kind of a cool little thing. You can take polls and uh, leave reviews, that kind of thing. So we'd love to see you do that. If you haven't checked out my brand new book, MomStrong 365, it is available everywhere that books are sold. And uh, we're still shipping them out by the, by the lot <laughs> over here. So if you'd like to get that book directly from me, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Get off the bench, get onto the battlefield, and I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and.